Hey, beautiful people. Welcome to the My Good Thing podcast, where we get real with single and married Christians, answering the questions that come up when you're looking for a good thing. I'm your host, Nina, and I've been single with a desire to be married for 10 amazing years. So I got a little bit to say. If you want to be encouraged by the stories, struggles, wins, and advice of single and married Christians, keep listening. All right, so today I am here with the Bells. They are an incredible couple. They've really just just blessed my life, to be honest. Um, I've known them for a few years, and I'm really excited just to hear their story because they have really kind of sobered me <laughs> to what marriage <laughs> looks like. And it's funny because um, we recently, I recently got to speak with uh, Marcellus and Denya, who are newlyweds, Mm-hmm. And they were they were talking about the importance of having married couples in your lives as a single person, mm-hmm. and I can definitely like testify to that because I've known you guys <laughs> and just every uh-huh. part of the process. I'm like, oh wow, this is marriage, right? <laughs> Not just sex, twenty four seven. So right. <laughs> so I think it's <laughs> I think it's great to um, just jump right in. Like, can you guys quickly introduce yourselves, kind of who you are, and anything else you want to share with? With the folks listening sure okay. well um well i'm daryl bell and this is my wife trisha <laughs> and uh we've been married for 11 years and some change now mm-hmm. and um yeah and we're all about trying to help married and single folk uh in their journey mm-hmm. uh so yeah so we're glad to be here and to help awesome i'm excited to hear your story and so just thinking, so you've been married 11 years, right? So how old were you all when you got married? I was 23, I want to say, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think I was like 24, maybe you, 25. Yeah, you were you were about to turn 25, and I was, because you're two years older than me, so yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, so by 2019 standards, that's kind of young. Oh, yeah, that is kind of young, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so you were single for how long? I guess each of y'all. Um, I mean, biblically standard speaking, we had yeah, been we single were... all of our lives, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> twenty three years before y'all knew each other. So before you guys started dating. Um. Well, I had I had been in a relationship um, prior to meeting him for like five months. And then, uh, yeah, which was like, I thought it was very serious at the time. I thought we were going to get married, like all this stuff. Um, And then, you know, that that ended, praise the Lord. Um, And about, I want to say it was like almost four months after that, I, I had no desire to be in any other relationship at all. But, you know, the Lord had other plans. So, um, you know. I, I was, I guess I was ready for a new relationship because I didn't trust myself. I had, you know, an older woman walking with me who was um, discipling me at the time and Pastor E, I was very close with my pastor and they both like knew where I was, knew, knew my past, knew all of, you know, the stuff that I had been through and, um, you know, basically approved our relationship because I just didn't trust myself with anything, with anyone at that time. Um, wow. So I had to I had to do a lot of like soul work <laughs> before that happened. Yeah, um, I was single for a lot longer than that. Um, I feel like um, I had broken up with my previous girlfriend probably like I want to say like maybe a couple a year or two before that. Previous fiance, he he left <laughs> that part out. They were engaged. that is definitely a big thing to leave out (laughs) so yeah that was it was a while it was Um, probably like what like a year and a half two years something like that yeah so what caused you to break it off um yeah it just wasn't gonna work it was just a lot of differences and opinions on uh you know different things like just you know, uh, maturity and 
you know, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and I'm trying to give the the politically correct answers. Um, That's, an honor. That's honorable. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, but yeah, it just, it wasn't going to work. Um, so, so, yeah, so we broke up. You know, there was a lot of, like, you know, fishing, like, you know, maybe this will work. Maybe that'll work. No, maybe not. You know what I'm saying? But that never actually clicked until I was uh and still until we met so mm. um so yeah so it was a while mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. so how would you because i think it's so important i think even with when i think about this podcast what i really want to get across to people listening is that marriage is good and singleness is good uh-huh. yeah for sure and so how would you but obviously we all have our different stories so now so no matter where you are you can still experience that goodness that's in singleness Mm-hmm. And so how would you describe that, that season? Like what were some of the joy or joys or challenges for y'all? In the single season you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say like after the, after my breakup with the last guy, I was, I felt a lot freer because mm. there was just a lot of pressure and weight. I think I put on myself um you know in terms of like marriage and just like committing myself to this dude and you know just thinking about like oh my gosh it's gonna be forever like I felt I just put too much pressure on myself and so after that I felt so free like I I remember I I was a dancer at the time and I was teaching dance for a while but I had gotten away from it and I was like oh I'm I'm going I'm gonna enroll myself into dance classes I'm going to take it like every day. <laughs> and I started playing the guitar. Like it was all these things that I wanted to do that I hadn't done. And I just committed myself to doing it. And I, it was great. Like mm-hmm. I had like a really good time being alone, you know, and I, I, I so much so that I was like, Lord, I'm not trying to like this dude. Like, I don't want to like him. You know, I'm trying to be it's just me and you guy. Like I'm good. <laughs> um, but the Lord just had other plans. So, but it was great, you know, like just that freedom, I think was, was good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I think, I think the freedom, even the apostle Paul talks about, I wish you were like me, like that you had, you know, the freedom and, you know, he talks about how, you know, when you're married, you have to worry about the things of this world and how to please your spouse. And, um, you know, when you're single, you don't have to do that. It's like, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I want to go on a missions trip to Paris or right. I want to go to this place or I want to do that. Or, I want to do this. You don't worry about like that. Now, how's that going to work with the money? And what am I going to do about my wife? Right. Is she going to be okay with me leaving mm. for a few months? And, you know, what about the kids? Who's going to watch the kids? Like, oh, I really want to leave her. Like, you got to worry about all those type of things when you're married. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you don't got to worry about that when you're single. You're just like free to go wherever the Lord wants you to go. Right. Like, hey, I'm going to move out today. You know what I'm saying? I'm just pack up all my stuff right. and move across the country. Like, you can do that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, when you're married, you got to you gotta coach your spouse. Like, all right, so look, I think the Lord wants me to move. I'm taking you guys with me. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, this is why I know it's the Lord. <laughs> this wow. is how it's going to work financially. <laughs> this is, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you have to have a reputation with your wife so she doesn't think you're just doing something crazy. Like, there's a whole bunch that goes into, yeah. you know, just moving at the spur of the moment because you feel like the Lord wants you to if you're if you're married. So, like, there was a lot of freedom back then. Like, I could just, like, you know, just do my thing. Um, even, and, sorry, not to no, cut you, you off, but even in terms of, like, ministry and, like, time with the Lord, it was, like, so rich, like... Yeah. We used to get it in just like uh, like me and like the girls that I was living with because I was living with a bunch of other single women um who was also involved in just being missional and just ministry and stuff and so we we would get it in all the time just like getting in with prayer and we'd have like you know just a lot of fellowships and you know it was just great like just having that time you know to just be with Jesus mm-hmm. yeah um, you know, when you so, when you get married, that changes. Yeah. yeah. You can't be out until three in the morning Bible studying with the boys <laughs> when you're married. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like you missing out on precious home time if you're doing all that. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it was a lot of fun being single. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. for you, I mean, just hearing you all talk, it's like 
man, you loved that freedom. You loved, hey, I'm with God. I get to study with the Bible with the boys until 3 a.m. So did you have any desire to be married? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like, cause it's, you know, because it's that, um, it's, you know, it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, both seasons are great, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the same time, there's a time for everything, you know what I'm right. saying? And so, like, um, you enjoy being single, you get to do a lot of good stuff, um, but at the same time, it's just that, you know, that desire um, for for sex and for, you know, com- like the committed relationship, um, you know, it's still undeniable. It's still there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so like at some point, you know that like, look, I don't have the gift of singleness. So <laughs> don't have Something the one. Something have to give. Exactly. You know, I'm going <laughs> to enjoy this singleness while I can. This is great. I'm enjoying it. You know what I'm saying? But but Lord, I can't, I can't wait forever. You know what nah. I'm saying? So, and so Darren, um, what did you do with that? And I, and I asked this because, I mean, we'll get into this a little later, but mm-hmm. and we've talked about this before on, on the, our, our sexual healing podcast, which is you and Trisha's podcast, mm-hmm. you know, just this culture of pursuit and men taking that desire and actually being proactive in, Hey, asking out a woman, I guess, how did you, be intentional about okay man i can't wait forever <laughs> yeah that, i think um like yeah i think for me it wasn't for me i didn't i was never really good at the the dating thing necessarily um so i wasn't like you know what i'm saying i wasn't the type of dude to use like you know like use lines or like you know like pick up lines or like running like going to clubs trying to meet girls or stuff like I wasn't really that type of person. So mm-hmm. for me if it didn't Praise come God. if it if it didn't come <laughs> from like natural organic interactions in places that I was already at, you know what I'm saying? Then it was it probably just wasn't gonna happen. So um, you know, I met her at my church, the last girl I was with I met at church, you know what I'm saying? Um and yes. before that um, and before that, I didn't mess with anybody when I was a believer. So, um, you know, so like as a believer, like I didn't really mess with people that actually I did have one date with somebody once when I was, you know, at my church. Um, and like I said, it was just one day we went out, we saw a movie or something. And then, you know, that was it. It was kind of like, you know, nothing came from it. Um, so, you know, so it was kind of like. You know, but outside, and again, it was another, it was a girl from church. So, um, so I didn't really like do a whole lot of like, you know, like, Hey, what do I got to do to, you know, chase after this female or that female? It was just kind of like, okay, like, you know, Oh, like I've noticed her around. She seems cool. (laughs) She seems to have godly character. She's cute. You know, whatever, like what, you know, you know, maybe I'll get to talk to her at some point. And then, you know, if I die, you know, whatever. So um yeah so it wasn't a whole lot of like like dang how do I do this (laughs) you know what I'm saying like trying to maneuver and 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 what do you think of that looking back because to be honest if I'm being honest with you I'm like man and maybe this is just me being a very ambitious like take action person I'm like yo that's kind of lame so because I was gonna say I was gonna say it was by only by God bringing us together like it it was it was God Mm because I don't think I don't think he would have ever come out and been like yo I'm feeling you now I will say he would not stop staring at me everybody around me was like yo he be staring at you man hard and I was like no he don't like I because I didn't at first I didn't see it and then it was like it was like all the girls was like oh my gosh did you see how Hard, he was staring at you, and I was like, "What?" This is so <laughs> funny to me. It sounds so funny. It's like, funny. It sounds kind of weird. I don't even remember doing it. <laughs> he says he doesn't remember staring at me, but he would be like, <laughs> like really, like staring at me real right hard. So, and and then on top of that, like we got put together um, for 
this outreach we were doing and it, it was literally like divine like it was from God because I wouldn't have just chosen to be with him to you know do something together in ministry yeah. like it just it just wouldn't have happened like that way so mm-hmm. somebody linked us together and I was like oh my gosh like does she know something I was like why would she do that because right. it was a girl that he it was actually a girl that he liked and I was like what's happening like why would she put us together I just thought it was very weird yeah it yeah. felt weird to me too. <laughs> so Trish what were your like first impressions of Daryl like did you immediately were you immediately interested in him or Yes. So <laughs> I had already, I saw him, the first time I saw him was at an open mic and he was on stage rapping. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, who is that? Because he immediately reminded me of most deaf. Now I'm, I'm hip hop all day. Yeah. So he's up there rapping. I mean, he's spitting like, and he's cute. And I'm like, oh my gosh, he looks like most deaf. Like, all right. And I loved most deaf. So that was just, hmm. Um, but we never spoke. I didn't, I didn't meet him until like mm-hmm. two years later. Oh, wow. And so when we met was at a Bible study at Epiphany's Bible study. And I was like, oh, snap, I know that dude. Um, but I was with my boyfriend at the time when I, when I saw him and, um, and met him officially. And so, um, so fast forward after I break up with the ex and he's like around I'm like, yo, why does this dude keep standing out to me? Like, I don't want to like him. But it was just something about his commitment to um, just the church, his commitment to, like, being very um, faithful because he, w- he had the keys to the building. Yeah. And yeah. everybody used to call on him to, like, you know, open the building or do stuff, help them move, you know, stuff like that. So I peeped that and it was very, you know, it was just attractive and he was very godly. You know, I listened to his album and his album was like so dope. And I was just like, yo, this dude is mad godly. Like he knows the Bible. Yeah. Um, I was like, he probably would never be interested in me. <laughs> uh, why did you think that? I, because I, you know, like I was, not that I was, um, I was kind of a baby Christian in the sense of like learning more about the gospel, learning about the Bible. Like I was still very new to all of that. And I was just like, there's no way that this godly, he's super God. Like I, I looked at him as like super godly. Um, it's, it was but, funny. Can I interject for something? Yeah. I feel like of the maybe three or four couples I've interviewed now, so many of the women are like, Man, that's the godliest man I've ever met. <laughs> that's insane. It's so fascinating. <laughs> it's true. Because I was just like, there's no way he's going to like me. And so, and so even in this, um, so now you guys are kind of, you, you know of each other, you're seeing each other. Mm-hmm. I guess what kind of brought you all together to actually really get to intentionally start to know each other? Well, this this whole like doing food for this outreach thing is what really did it. Yeah. Like, um, cause now I had to call her. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had to call her, and I wasn't just gonna be like strictly business with her, cause like you know, she's like a sister in the church, and and, and you know, I knew she was cute. I was actually trying to avoid liking her too, um, cause I like this other girl. Oh, yeah. Um, but. But I, but because I knew I was gonna like her, I was trying to avoid it. Now, but now I had to talk to her. So it was like, all right, so how was your day? What's going on with right. you? How's things going? And then after we kind of like, you know, got friendly, then I would say, all right, so you know, now about this fried fish we gotta get. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Like, what's you know, I I know I know a guy, blah blah blah. We worked through details and so on and so forth. And then like, you know, I think like maybe once a week we would like catch mm-hmm. up and like mm-hmm. make sure that we you know things were going well and stuff like at that. first it was once a week and then yeah. it was every day and then it was just and like yeah what's going the on and it was like huh this is about the fried catch up once a week in regard to the fried fish yes yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we were just like you know again because we was just trying to get ready for this outreach well keep in mind we were organizing for we were spe- expecting two thousand people Ooh. so i had to make sure that you know i had the the budget stayed within the budget found the right place to get all this fish and you know, he had the contact for the right for all of that. So, um, you know, just making sure everything was in place for that. It was, it was 
a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a lot. But yeah. Interesting. Um, and can I and I'm very curious. So this is cool. So Daryl, you liked what caused you to like this other young lady, right? And then um like so you know, me trying, you know, again, I had like this um you know, I had this skewed view of what I should expect from um when you're looking for a wife, you know what I'm saying? So I was looking for primarily character and character is good, but you're not marrying just somebody's soul. You're also marrying their body. Um, so, and that's not to say she wasn't attractive. It's just that, um, it's just that I was like strict, almost like just strictly looking. We're trying like, so hard not to laugh. <laughs> yeah. Like, like I think I was looking strictly at character and like, you know, at the time, she was, like, probably, you know, like you said, a lot of these people are like, oh, that's the godliest person I know. Well, at the time, she was, like, one of the godliest sisters I knew. Mm. So, it was just kind of like, yo, she's mad godly, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So. No flavor. You know what I'm saying? So. Um, <laughs> I'm talking about compared to me. Like, I've got all this. I'm colorful. My hair is dyed. Like, like you know, and she black. And right. Like, I got all these <laughs> and I'm real extra with my shoes and everything like yeah i was not boring got the tapered cut <laughs> i had a natural it was natural but i didn't have it it wasn't cut okay but i, yeah. I had a not like a big nice little size yeah. from mm-hmm. but i so, hear what you're saying there yeah, it was like there was a lot of the extra stuff that that you know the other lady didn't have so like um and it's bugged too because like you know, once I started liking her, like the more things I learned about her, the more I was like, okay, I see you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Who, oh, her you. or me? Oh, he's talking about me. Oh, I was yeah. like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, now I'm like, I would never mess with somebody who doesn't have natural hair. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, she had, she knew how to use chopsticks. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, she liked the, like, on my album, she liked the more underground joint, not the joint that's that's considered one for the ladies. You know what I'm saying? That wasn't a favorite track. It was the underground one. I was like, really? You like that one? Um, so, you know, all that kind of stuff was like, okay, that's what's up. This, this, this might, this might work. You know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) this is going to work. I was going to say not only that, but just the way that, that she worked with me on that, that whole fish fry. Um, like the way we worked together as a team, like helped me to like, zero in like on my role like how to function as a leader you know what i'm saying like i could see myself leading after that you know what i'm saying so um so yeah so all that stuff like was kind of what brought me to like yo this is gonna work i was like sold you know what i'm saying like i feel like with previous relationships i was like i like her i want to marry her you know what i'm saying maybe this will work but with her i was like nah this is it like I know, I know that this is what God wants. Like this is this is like ain't no way it's anybody else. Like this has to work. You know what I'm saying? Like that's amazing. That's because I didn't have that takeover spirit at the time. What's the takeover you know, spirit? Like, okay, I'll just be real. There are some women. I mean, I have it in me. All women have it because the Bible says we have it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we want to, we want to rule over our husbands, right? That's like yeah. something that's just inside of us, but. Like I'm, I've always, I've even maybe even before becoming a believer. Oh, you got it. Sorry. Even becoming before becoming a believer, I've always had this like submissive like like thing about me. So I I think because he saw that I could submit to his leadership very easily, it was attracted to him. Um, unlike maybe his past relationships where there were women who had more of a take over, like I'm, I run this or I, I don't need you type of attitude. And that's just not, that's just not really me. Like that's naturally, that's not me. Like normally I, I'm like, I fall under the, please lead me. Tell me what to do. What should I do? Like I need help, you know? Um, so I think that's what, when he says like, yo, I could actually lead the, the relationship. I felt like a more of a leader um, I think that's yeah. what he's referring to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so it's, so this is good. <laughs> so now Daryl, you're at a place where you're like, man, I'm attracted to her character and her body. <laughs> and so you're talking more often. When did, 
when did you kind of make the relationship? What did that look like kind of being intentional with the relationship in terms of like, because obviously you're getting to know each other, you're building a friendship, but was there ever a point where like, hey, this is, let's actually explore a relationship. Yeah, let's make it visual. Yeah, I think we, so we kind of made mistakes as far as that's concerned, like initially. Um, Cause we had, we basically crossed a few boundaries and it was becoming apparent like, yo, so what's going on with you to, with you two? You know what I'm saying? Like you're, you're paying for her food. You're putting your jacket over her when she's cold. She's letting you drive his car, her car. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, what, like, like, what are you guys doing? You know what I'm saying? Are you guys in a relationship or what? And, um, I think, um, at some point, during that that season while while it was kind of like it was getting like close to it was around december we started because the 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 outreach was in the summer and like um after that we started getting real close um we um were like friends we were friends on myspace Mm -hmm. she introduced me to facebook Mm -hmm. at the time i wasn't on facebook um (laughs) it was more of a college thing and i didn't go to college so I didn't know about Facebook. She's like, yeah, you should try Facebook. So we started talking on Facebook. And then um, I think, you know, and so we got real close over those few months. But by the time December hit, she was like, look, if he don't say nothing, I'm about to shut it down because I can't take this. You know what I'm saying? Um, I didn't realize it because, like, she would hit me up when she was so – she was having anxiety attacks, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah double or triple shot of espresso in college messed her up yeah and um you know and from that point on like when she would get real nervous about something she'd have a you know a, a, a an anxiety attack I didn't realize it but I was causing these anxiety attacks because she was like wow. is he going to say something or what like what's going on mm-hmm. she was getting real nervous about the relationship and it was causing anxiety attacks um and mainly because I honestly like I audibly heard the Lord say that was my husband. Now, I don't hear the Lord speaking to me audibly often, but I was just like, okay, Lord, like, if this is real, for real, for real, like, he needs to do something and make moves. If not, then I'm out. Like, I can't, I just can't put myself in this position and him not saying anything. It's just making me feel like he's using me or, you know, it just didn't feel good. And I, I distinctly remember telling the woman that was discipling me at the time um I was like listen if he doesn't say anything to me by tomorrow I was like we are not friends we cannot be friends we cannot be close because it's too much for me and she was like I understand and so Mm -hmm. yeah the next day the next day I didn't know about all this but I called her up (laughs) I was like look um he called me on the phone yeah I called her (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no dm no man t- don't do that don't do that oh please call guys listen well i don't i i would recommend you do a it in person meeting yeah yes. oh interesting yeah. i was it's so funny oh my goodness clearly my standards yeah, but, but no in comparison to a text <laughs> message i would say it's a lot better <laughs> don't do this in her dms people please no um, please please <laughs> facetime facetime is is fine FaceTime works, you know, but I, I, I would have preferred he did it in person. That's mm-hmm. just me. Yo, yeah. I agree. That's so funny. We just live in a very virtual world. So I'm like, man, I just got to call people to tell people to call me. That's a step. Right? <laughs> I forgot. Not about um, it. But, um, but I basically hit her up and was like, look, I dig you. I think you're fly. Um, you know, at some point I want to marry you. Um, no, what you said was I would marry you now if I could, but there's a process. Basically, in some, I'm paraphrasing because I right. can't remember. That was exactly, that was but, what you said. Um, I would marry you now. God. I was like, what? You like yeah. I would marry you too, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I forget the phrasing, but I asked her if she wanted to be together, and she was like, yeah. So, um. Yeah, I mean, you know, and of course, before that, there was some, like, I talked to Pastor E, I talked to, you know, uh, our friend Tiffany, who was discipling her at the time, got their input first, you know what I'm saying, um, and kind of waited. Like, huh? tell, me, tell me what that looked like to get their input. Like, why did you even, because that may sound a little peculiar to people listening. Mm-hmm. 
because <laughs> yeah, like you know um so you know i was i was relearning what the bible had to say about courtship and dating and marriage and all that kind of stuff and um you know i just i just understood that um that every woman is kind of under the authority of her parents um you know specifically a father um and um i also understood that you know being believers sometimes like your physical father um may not have the 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 spiritual um feel like understanding of where her daughter where his daughter may be um you know what i'm saying and um i knew that specifically i knew that pastor ian and tiffany um knew where she was spiritually and you know had a better understanding of like where she was at mm. um and i also knew that they had a standard um a godly standard for what it looked like to marry somebody you know pastor you was discipling me and um you know i trusted his leadership and you know um so like i knew that if i went to him like he understands what what i should be doing and where she's at and what she should be doing I understood the same thing for Tiffany as far as what, what Trish should be doing. Um, so I was, I was going to pursue that with them first. Um, eventually when it was like, all right, now it's time to, you know, actually like get a ring and all that. At that point, I actually went to her physical father as well and was like, yo, you know, I want to, I want to marry your daughter. You know, I just want your blessing, whatever. Um, but you know, specifically just for the courtship process before I even started any, you know, mess. I wanted to make sure that, you know, they knew what was going on and they like, you know, thought it was a good idea. Cause you know, uh, you know, the other part of it too, is that like, um, when you're going into a courtship, like you think, you know, the person, you know what I'm saying? But you don't, you know what I'm saying? It's better to find somebody that knows them better than you do. That's really say, Yo, good. Do you, you know, and, and get their input. Like, do you think this will work? Like, is it worth it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, again, like, especially when you're dating because you wear a mask and you're just kind of like yeah you know what i'm saying you you act different around them and people can tell um you know and so like you don't like in and there's you know there's a good a good chance that they're doing the same thing so like yeah. you want to make sure that you know i know we're both putting up a front and we like each other we like each other's fronts <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> um, that's so funny. So let me make sure I, I got an outside source who knows the real them who can say like, yeah, I think this will work, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and so talk to me about the the dating process a little bit, like, cause obviously I love that you said that it's hard when mm -hmm. you're, you just love you. You really are into somebody to mm -hmm. and you have all those feelings. You want to like be put on the best, but what did it look like to kind of maybe take off the mask and really get to know each other? Because mm -hmm. at least for me, right, I've been single for 10 years. I think I maybe gone on like maybe one date, not mm -hmm. by choice, but just <laughs> Christian Mingo. I got one, I got one match on Christian oh, Mingo. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And nobody asked me out. I trust God, but that's just is what it is. And so it's funny you because men better step up. They don't know what they're missing. <laughs> <laughs> because when I went on that one date on Christian Mingle, I was like, man, Lord, what do I do on a date? <laughs> right. Right. That's real. I had no idea. That's hilarious. Because um, again, I don't want to just, it's not for me. It's not just, oh, I just want to have fun. I just want some company. I got great friends. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, like what did that look like for you? Like date, like getting to know each other through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, I, th I think, go ahead. Actually. Well, we had, we had a lot of, so, okay. <laughs> we, we had kind of started the singles ministry, not on purpose. Yeah. But like we both had a desire to um, be with other single people and like just, you know, have time to spend time with each other, have fun with each other, but also, you know, get to know God with one another. Like we genuinely wanted that. Yeah. Um, we were all like in our tw early tw 20s, mid 20s, um, some a little bit, you know, a little bit on the like um, higher end of the 20s side. Okay. And so we were like, you know, we don't go to clubs no more. We not we don't live like we used to live. So what what can we do? So right. we would just like have like you know different like gatherings at uh, each other's houses and stuff. And um, through that, it ended up becoming uh, the singles ministry. Yeah, it was, so, it, was, it was essentially a lot of group dates and stuff. Cause like 
Mm. It would be like, cause me and her were kind of like leading things. So like, you know, it would be like, oh, we're going to go to so-and-so's house and watch this movie, this video on creationism and then have a discussion about it. <laughs> That's cool. Or, oh, we're going to go to the jazz museum. We're going to go to the, 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 the art museum, museum uh-huh. after, after five on a Friday. And there's a jazz, there's going to be a jazz band playing. Mm-hmm. We can look at the art during the intermission mm-hmm. and there's a little bit of food. We go check that out. Or we would do like movie night at somebody's house and we would just, you know, stay over and watch videos. Yeah. So like we had a bunch of like group dating opportunities that we kind of created for ourselves. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like unintentionally though, because we weren't together at the time. Right. Eventually at one point we were, and it was, you know, then it seemed more intentional. Yeah. But you know, so we did a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of our dating and then like just a lot of like working together in ministry. Mm-hmm. So I think working together in ministry kind of balanced out the the front that you get from dating. Mm-hmm. Because when you have to work together, then it's, it's you know, it's not just the fun stuff. You know right. what I'm saying? Like marriage is working together. You mm-hmm. know what I'm wow. saying? Like That's a really good point. Like when you're when you're when you're married, it's like, yo, how are we gonna pay these bills? Mm-hmm. Let's do the budget. How are we gonna parent? Let, how do you know what I'm saying? Like how we like what's this next move we're about to make? Like how do we plan that? You know, it's a lot of like planning and and doing work and like like all right, so like managing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's a lot yeah. of it's a lot of house management. Yeah. Like can you get the kids ready while I do this or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or can you cook dinner? Well, I take care of blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of like, how do we delegate responsibilities? And so like, you know, if you can't work together, it's going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we got the chance to work together a lot before we even started courting. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah. So I think um, that that kind of balanced out the whole mask, um, you know, element that usually comes with dating for us. And plus, she was just always a real person, period. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. You know, like, so funny. yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, if she's going to burp or fart, she's going to do it. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, she's not going to hold back because, like, oh, Never. it's only going to hold the fart in. Never then. Yeah, Never then. Like, Brooke, you know, I'm sorry. You're just going to have to, I'll crack the window open. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that was, that was Trish. She was always just real. So, like, yeah. you know, and when you, you, when you get one person like that, it's easier for you to kind of drop your guard and be like, oh, okay. So that's what it is. All right, bet. Let's, let's that's keep going. You know what I'm saying? Daryl so. says, says I liberated him because <laughs> he was very, like, introverted, very, like, you know, uh, just quiet on the quiet side. I mean, he talks a lot. He can talk <laughs> a lot. But he's, like, just more on the quiet side, more introverted side. And then when he met me, he was like, hey, I feel liberated. Like, I could be wow. myself. Mm-hmm. That's good. And so, what, like, what advice would you have to – to Christians who are dating and it's like because I think I, I hate how the standard of dating it's like you're supposed to leave brokenhearted <laughs> and I'm yeah. like even in Christian dating in my mind I'm like well if the basis of our faith is love and respect mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you should leave this relationship better off you know yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't see why the standard is brokenness and I guess what um or is heartbreak and so I would just love to hear your advice to to christians who are dating like what what kind of questions should they be asking each other so that they can you know in a timely manner see hey this this is or isn't going to work out but we yeah. can still live leave feeling honored loved mm-hmm. and respected. yeah i think boundaries is the key part to that yeah. you know what i'm saying because again once you start um you know again like trish she was like yo he we, you know we had crossed you know, too many boundaries. And it was kind of like, look, if he's not going to say something, then it's a problem because he's borrowing my car. He was he's- acting like he likes me. Yeah, exactly. But I think, and I think I want to, I want to emphasize too, what, what do you say when you say cross boundaries? Cause I don't think you guys had sex. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. no. We didn't, yeah, we, we, we did some we stuff. Close. We did some stuff. You know what I'm saying? This, this is after the relationship started though. So it was yeah. like, but you know, but so so yeah so so before we started dating like some of the things that i would let him do would be like you know of course i would not recommend a female who was getting to know a guy who y'all are just friends like let him just drive your car (laughs) you know whenever you know like that's 
no, that's he not your man. Like, don't don't do that. Um, or you know, allow him to pay for your food. Like, that's. I think it depends, but I would I would just keep it, just keep it real neutral. Don't like y'all don't need to be paying for each other's food if y'all aren't dating. Like we're just we're just friends. Like we're just yeah. getting to know each other. Like just keep it real, you know, simple. Um and I, I wanna say there were that what what else was I letting you do? Um, I don't know, but there was just a lot of us acting like we were together. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think talking you know, every day. We would talk we would talk on yeah. the phone like every day. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot, like, you know, just sharing maybe a little bit too much information um over the phone and you know that's that type of thing that creates a form of intimacy and so if you're doing that prematurely then of course you're going to feel that closeness even without there being a like a spoken thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so um so yeah i would those are the type of boundaries that we would recommend like people just be you know have in place don't don't let the other person kind of overstep those boundaries Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause I think, cause even, you know, cause after you, after you actually are in a relationship, even then you still have, there's, there's fewer boundaries. There's certain things that you're like, all right, cool. You can come this far now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But you still have to have a, a wall that says, but you still can't go beyond this point. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, always look at like the, the, the temple at that yeah. way. You know what I'm saying? Like the temple had like, look, the Gentiles can't come beyond this point. Women can't come beyond this point. Only the priests can go this far and only the high priest can go in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, being being the wife is kind of like being the high priest. You know what I'm saying? Or being the spouse is like being the high priest. Like only that one person can come in here. Yeah. And that and that place is the bedroom. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, um, you know, and so like when you're She's dating somebody, right now, y'all. <laughs> um, so, so I think I think um, when you're courting, like making sure, like, and again, not to say that you can. This is the formula to avoid all heartbreak. You know what I'm saying? Like, but there's no right. one formula. There's no right. formula yeah. for that because even if you don't kiss or you don't hug or y'all don't get in the bed together, like there still might be heartbreak. You know what I'm saying? Because if you get your hopes up, like, you know, our kids got upset early today because they wanted to watch this movie and it turned out that it wasn't available unless you pay for Disney and whatever. And like, and then once we realized and it was solid, like, yeah, it's not going to work out. They were like, you know, my daughter started crying. And sometimes it's like that. Sometimes it's not even Mm -hmm. like experiencing the relationship itself. It's, It's realizing that this idea that you had because you liked the person didn't work out now you're heartbroken yeah. you know what i'm saying oh i know <laughs> i told, told, told trish and daryl explicitly about two different guys oh this is my husband i think this is my husband i'm on the third one now we'll see <laughs> we shall see yeah so <laughs> the beauty of being single and still having emotions and fantasizing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. real you're so, human yeah mm-hmm so like you know so sometimes there's nothing you can do to avoid the heartbreak but i do think what makes it easier to function within the christian community after that happens Mm -hmm. is having being able to say like well we didn't cross these boundaries i never kissed the dude or we never got in bed together or you know yeah it was it wasn't that deep you know what i'm saying it was just a friendship and you know whatever like that makes it a lot less awkward um Because, you know, again, part of my, you know, part of what made things difficult for me with one of my exes was knowing that she had been with, like, more than one dude that was at my church. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, That made things, like, really, like, difficult for me psychologically. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so, like, you know, so having that kind of, like, yo, I was walking in purity with this dude. I was walking in purity Mm -hmm. with that dude. I was walking in purity with this dude. We didn't cross any boundaries. You know, not to say that, you know, there's there's shame, you know what yeah. I'm saying, mm-hmm. or condemnation if you don't. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying if you if you want to walk in wisdom, 
then that then that's a, the best way to avoid a lot of awkwardness and a lot of you know a lot of the other the stuff because again heartbreak is different once you've invested more things into the relationship mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. um once you've actually given that other person your body or you've given them like a whole lot of your family history and mm -hmm. you know your own fears and stuff like that and that's not to say not to be vulnerable but that's just to say that there's certain things that you should save for marriage you know yeah. what i'm saying so um or at least engagement yeah like, yeah when you're engaged if there's new there's like again there's like those there's new levels that you can open up to and it, it, it's just different. Like, mm -hmm. right. you just have to be careful. Yeah. And so I'm curious for you guys. So as you were kind of, you know, really getting to know each other, obviously there's, that's intimacy and mm -hmm. emotional intimacy, intimacy naturally and rightfully so, we know would drive you to want to be physically intimate with each other. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What did though, those those boundaries if any look like for you guys how did you i'm, I'm laughing because you're laughing <laughs> it was a lot for me i would say for me because i there were yeah so i was um i had more of a past than he did and mm -hmm. so when it came to even just something as simple as like you know coming behind me and like rubbing my shoulders he couldn't do that he would like to do that a lot. And I would be like, hey, so you can't do that to me. <laughs> because it just, you know, that just, no. Mm -mm. Yeah. Take another place. Um, we didn't kiss. We never kissed until we were seven months in, actually, which is, I had never done that in any relationship <laughs> ever. Um, and that was after we were engaged. We kissed after we were engaged. Wow. We were trying to wait till we were married, but that didn't happen um <laughs> so but um yeah he couldn't he couldn't rub my shoulders um couldn't could, he couldn't mess with my hair um we That's could not stay out. <laughs> right he, we couldn't stay out past i think 10 or 11 o'clock i want to say it was 11 11 um we could not be alone anywhere because no literally like nowhere like a public place like, like no yeah the public like place a starbucks or something yeah like if there's other people around it was fine but like so we crossed this boundary many times yeah but like he couldn't be in my room even though he was but that was one of our boundaries like you can't yeah. be up in my room i can't be up in your room or be up in your house when nobody's home because anything could go down you know yeah. mm -hmm. so we were very very physically attracted to each other mm -hmm. um so that was you know and so and i and i love that and i what i love too because i think there's this myth that like women aren't just as sexually like aroused as yeah. men you know i think that's strange yeah. right i don't know why yeah. that why do you think yeah. that is mm -hmm. if people don't I don't because, know. You know, because dudes, dudes are known for being, you know, for thinking with their third member, you know, like, yeah. like, it's like, oh, yeah, he just, you know, and dudes are more vocal about it. They feel like they get credit, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. for, for being or acting that way. Um, even when I'm at work now, like, you know, I'm, I'm like the only believer there, I think. And, um, you know, the dudes like, yo, when like we do a pickup for, you know, you know, we, we sell furniture. So like mm -hmm. when we giving people their furniture, like once the door closed, they'd be like, yo, she was fat, yo, she had, you know what I'm saying? Blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, oh my God, here we go again. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, so the dudes are always looking and talking about the females that we see at the job and stuff like that. And, yo, she was cute, blah, blah, blah. You know, I should, I was trying to, you know, and like, so like dudes get credit for that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Women, on the other hand, when that happens, they're like, yo, what's going on? What's going on? Like, she a, like, she a freak. Like, what's going right. on? Right? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. um, you know, so it's, it's... double standard. Yeah, there's a little bit of a double standard when it comes to the way women talk about being, you know, excited by somebody sexually or whatever. So, and I think also there's, um, you know, I think the other part of it, too, is that women like or at least to my knowledge most of the women i know aren't just like stimulated by oh he looked fly you know what right. i'm saying it's also got to be 
like other things involved or whatever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um dudes aren't like that they're just like they just see somebody walking down the street and they ready to go you know what i'm saying um so yeah so i think that's why because it usually takes a lot more effort to to get a woman excited about it yeah Um, yeah and so here's and so one of the things like (laughs) that i've just realized i mean i'm sure we've all realized this but it's kind of funny to me just because i have been absent for so long but just Mm -hmm. seeing like wow sex really is looked at as water in our culture mm-hmm. or like you know as god and so i think it can be crazy to hear that man why did why are you you guys love each other why aren't you having sex yeah and so why 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 did you wait until you know your wedding day to have sex like why yeah. even do that i know for me i i, I just wanted to honor god with my body um like i had that was something that was such a huge um, issue for me was, you know, just sexual um, sin. <laughs> sexual yeah. sin was like a huge thing um, in my past. And I just wanted to honor God um, with my body and just be, be pure um, before him. I mean, I, he is, God is holy and I wanted to be holy <laughs> and I wanted yeah. to please him with, you know, my behavior and like I just I wanted to do it right you know I wanted to do it the biblical way um because I wanted to honor God that's that's really it like period Mm -hmm. and um I like I refuse to let my flesh get in the way of that Mm -hmm. you know yeah and I think I think for me like you know it was pretty much the same like not that I had a huge like past of you know being out there doing whatever. Um, I'd only been with one person besides besides Trish when we got married. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, at the same time, though, I was just like, I understood what marriage meant. You know what I'm saying? When you're having sex with somebody, you're consummating a marriage. Um, and I knew that that's the way God <laughs> saw it. And I knew that was the way I had to see it. And I knew that, um, you know, and I think also, too, just being a, you know, being a Christian rapper with a platform, you know, I know that there's expectations of me. I know that um, there's things that I can be throwing away if, if, if you know, there's certain boundaries that I can't cross and expect to keep my platform. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think, I think Christians invented cancel culture. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? You because think Christians invented it? I want to say they did, yeah. No. I, I feel like, like just people out. Is that what you I, mean? I feel like, like I feel like Christian hip hop was the place where cats could get canceled if if they found if it was found out like yo this cat was doing blah 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 then it it might yeah. be a rap for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? True. Um, so you know maybe not cancel culture, but some I think it started there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like because. You know, that's just the way things were back then. So I think also to me there was a sense of and again, and that's not that's not totally wrong. I think there was part of me that just knew that like if I want God to honor, um, if I wanted God to be pleased with what I'm doing for him, then I need to do it the way he wants me to do it. Um, so you know, so I also wanted to make sure that God was honored in the way that I waited until marriage to to, you know, to to consummate things. Yeah. So um I plus i it. also knew that also knew like just from just from an interpersonal level between me and trish i knew that um crossing that boundary wouldn't wouldn't help her feel secure Ooh. so we had already crossed a lot of boundaries that weren't sexual necessarily leading up to the marriage that, that gave her anxiety and i knew that if i wanted her to feel secure with me that I needed to honor her boundaries. You know what I'm saying? I need to honor God's boundaries. Cause I feel like, I feel like there's something about sex that even if going into it, the both of you guys feel like it's cool. Yeah. Um, because of the nature of it, it's just not always going to be cool. You know what I'm saying? Like you might think it is going into it, but I think um, sometimes, especially if you know Jesus, like you come out of it with regrets, you know what I'm saying? And you're like, yeah, yeah we shouldn't have did that. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and I talked to other 
couples who had messed up while married, like, you know, before marriage. And they all come, you know, the ones that, that came to me to confess, they all had that sense of like, yo, it wasn't even that good. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like we, we, I felt mad. I felt bad afterwards. Totally regret it. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to take some time away from each other just mm-hmm. to detox. Like, you know what I'm saying? There's all this stuff that comes with it. It makes it more difficult. So I didn't want to have to go through none of that with Trish. Um, you know, so that's, I think that's kind of what motivated us to keep it. Mm-hmm. Um, at least, at least to stop at that boundary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, love, I love how you said, um, I knew what, I knew that this was consummating marriage in God's sight. I think mm-hmm. it's so easy for us to like, oh, well, my truth and my opinion is this. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. All right, well, that's not the truth. <laughs> right. But, um, and so one of the things, like, I just really want to count, I really want to empower people, encourage people listening who may be struggling that, like, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control. Absolutely. Yep. You can control yourself. I think we've so exalted sex that it's like, just submit to it. Just, just mm-hmm. watch porn, just masturbate, just pleasure yourself. And so what advice would you have to single Christians, whether they're dating or not? It's like to like, when it comes to controlling your sex drive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, um, I would just encourage uh, the single folks who are struggling to, you know, first and foremost, you know, think about, um, the gospel, right. Um, like, <laughs> you could so easily, you know, do these things because it, it's, it's pleasurable to yourself, um, which is selfish and sinful. Um, but like, like just remember the fact that Jesus died for that very thing that you're struggling with. Like he died so that you could be free from sexual sin. And so like sometimes people people can view having um, masturbating or dealing with sexual sin as freeing because it's like, Oh, well, I get to, you know, pleasure myself or whatever. It's like, no, but this is actually like, it's actually not freeing. It's actually very, uh, it's bondage. <laughs> it's bondage. And when you're bound to sin, it's just not, you're just not in a good place. It doesn't, it does not bring, um, you know, it's, it doesn't bring joy to God. He's, he's not, um, pleased with that, you know? And so if you want to honor God and you want to, um, live by the gospel, like I would just encourage you to just die to your flesh, die to your flesh and literally like, just be done, like leave it alone. I know it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I, we, I was there. <laughs> I was there being single before marriage and still struggling with some of that before marriage, like right before marriage. Um, but, but God, right. Like the Lord, um, was just with me the whole time, like helping me through that struggle and freeing me from it, um, and delivering me from it completely. And that is hard. It's hard. It's hard work, but it's like, do you want to honor God? Do you want to please him? Do you, do you care about what he did for you on the cross? Like, do, does that, does, like, like, can you just picture yourself like beating Jesus with the, you being the one that's beating his back? And because that's what you're doing. You just, you just, you just say, forget what God did. Forget the sacrifice that he made for me. I'm gonna just do what I want to do. Like, nah, like you got to really think about the sacrifice he made for you. And in light of that, like, what can you give up Mm. for him? Like, what can you give up? Can you give this up? Um, And you can, you absolutely can. Um, So just want to encourage everyone that who's like really struggling with sexual sin, like it is possible to be free from it. Um, It's it's really, like you said, self-control. God has given it to you. Just utilize it. Tap into it. You have it. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, I think, I think too, like, cause it, there is like, I don't know. It's, it's the, a giant. The, Porn is a giant. Like I, oh, I'm like, man, we got to slay this joint. Like it is really ruining people's lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I think just, 
so there's a couple of things I think yeah. about. One, I think about like in the scriptures when Paul was talking with the council in Jerusalem about, um, you know, whether or not the, the Gentiles needed to be circumcised. They came to the conclusion, okay, no, they don't need to be circumcised. Just remind them not to eat anything strangled and not to fornicate. <laughs> right? So that was, that was the, those were the things that they thought were important. Teach them, like, you know, and again, like, we don't really eat, like, strangled food anymore. Mm. But, like, teach them not to fornicate. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was priority to them. Like, mm -hmm. we know that they're coming from a culture where everybody's sleeping with everybody. Mm -hmm. Make sure they understand that that's not okay. We know it's hard, wow. but teach them not to do that. Give them the gospel and teach them not to fornicate. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, like, I think now, like, specifically when we're as Gentiles living amongst Gentiles, we need to be teaching each other not to fornicate. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so it's like, it's on the top list of priorities. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's how the wow. Jews, that's how the believers who were Jews felt like they needed to, like, what, uh, you know, of course I'm going to give them the gospel, but what other things should I prioritize? Teach them not to fornicate. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I think it's I think it's interesting that now um I mean it's not totally interesting but um I guess it's it's common sense that now like we're in an age where even believers are starting to question like but what so wait why can't we fornicate you know what I'm saying yeah. like I don't understand the problem with that I don't see anything wrong with it Very true. like a lot of cats are like you know especially with like quote unquote purity culture being under fire and stuff like that there's a lot of people who are just kind of like oh like i don't know if i feel bad about fornication like mm -hmm. or is, is it still a sin to have sex before marriage like you know the bible hasn't changed bro so um so yeah so i think that's interesting but also um i always tell people um a sex drive is good mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. it's good to have a sex drive mm -hmm. like god gave it to you Healthy. for the same reason that you work to eat like God gave, like God gave you hungry, like a hunger so that you would work, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, you know, and then, you know, the same way that you, when you get, you like, after you eat, you get tired because you, you did the work, you got the reward, you're good. You know what I'm saying? Like you get to relax. Um, and sex is the same way. Like it's supposed to push you to do everything that you need to be doing to prepare yourself for marriage in pursuit wow. of that, that, that other person, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I think the, the energy that you get from your sex drive, um, it just, it just, just don't let it drive you. You make sure you're the one at the steering wheel right. or better yet, yeah. make sure Jesus is the one at the steering right. wheel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, so I have a question, I have a question for you, Daryl. Like if you were to put together, right, you said, you know, teach them not to fornicate. If you uh, were to put together, say it was like a right everybody's doing their quick little webinars these days like instagram lives um what would you what would kind of be the top three things you you would include in that teach them not to fornicate class i don't know <laughs> i'd probably say like so stay, I hope that was a somewhat joking but still literal but um yeah, yeah. Don't be um <laughs> like i think i think stay busy yeah. um i think whenever you like whenever you're just home chilling you got nothing to do you know what i'm saying you start scrolling through instagram and then blah like here it comes you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you're like you know what instagram isn't enough anymore now i'm gonna look at this instead you know what i'm saying um nobody's here because i'm home alone i'm going to do this now you know what i'm saying like um so staying busy you know what i'm saying working putting your effort into things that are important i think that's important um you know, devoting your time to fellowship with other brothers or other sisters, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, you know, I think that fellowship kind of fills the void of um, of a relationship that you want but don't have. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you get into it. And spending more time in the scriptures, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, um, I remember, like, being single and not having a job and being able to study the word for, like, three hours a day, and that was amazing. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm still reaping the benefits from those those, yeah. those study times. You know, so um, so it's really just a lot of time management. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Making sure that you're not um, just being caught, like getting caught up. Like you know, the old heads used to say that the the idle mind is the devil's workshop. Mm -hmm. So um, so just again, like three different ways of saying stay busy, basically. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
<laughs> Trish, would you add anything to that? Mm. I think those are those. All three of those are really good. <laughs> Work out, working out too is actually really good. Damn. Um, yeah, it's good for you and it'll get you ready for marriage. Exactly, <laughs> but it'll burn off some of that 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 steam that you yeah you know I'm saying when you you struggling you feel heat and hot. You know, go run. Run a couple miles. You'll be good. That's real. That's so real. <laughs> for women, too. Same for women. That All of that applies to the women as well. We struggle. Right. Because we are both human beings. <laughs>